today I will be speaking with my friend Joey about the unexpected passing of his father. He speaks about his emotions, going through the rough time, and how he used his father's passing as a motivation to grow his career, his future endeavors, and as a person overall. Joey also managed to fulfill a dream that he has been wanting for ages, that he knows his father would be very proud. Keep on listening to know more. Hope you enjoy. What up, y'all? Welcome back to Mentally A Badass. My name is Justine, and I have my good friend today. His name is Joey. We have known each other literally since we were children and since, like, when he was in football and high school and um, college. And, yeah, so um, today we are going to be talking about um, how he coped when his father unfortunately passed away. So we're going to talk about his mental health and that. I think that he handled it really well. So I am just super excited to have him on here. And thank you so much for being here, Joey. No problem. I'm more than happy to talk about how I grew as a person and how I used my father's passing as motivation to keep moving forward and to not give up because at the end of the day, that's what he wanted. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I really do have I love how you have like that outlook and how something, um, you know, unfortunate happened to you and you turn it in a way of like motivation of, you know, doing amazing things in this world and just motivating yourself to just keep growing. Um, so let's first talk about um, when your father um, did pass away and like kind of just explain like your emotion, your processing and such. Yeah. So uh, my dad passed away two years ago on May the 16th. He, um, he unfortunately passed of a massive heart attack. Um, initially it was a really big shell shock mainly because, um, he did have uh, acute myeloid leukemia many years prior and he beat it. So it was really not, I want to say traumatizing, but again, it was a shell shock seeing, you know, him completely recover from stage three cancer and then unfortunately pass away due to a massive heart attack, which at the end of the day don't really coincide with each other. Cancer is one thing. Yeah. And a heart, heart attack. attack is cardiac. Cancer yeah. is in the blood. Yeah. Cardiac is, of course, with your heart. So those two things don't really go hand in hand with each other. Yeah. So it was really, really awakening to see how my father passed away because, again, I personally, I hate to say this, but I personally thought he was going to pass due to the cancer. Yeah. Three years later, he wound up dying of a massive heart attack. It's kind of crazy how just like life happens that way. Like, honestly, you know, like how we're brought up and we're taught certain things to expect how life is going to, like, you know, like lay out. I, and it, but it's just insane. Like, just like, you just, you never know. You never know if, if something, if someone's just going to pass away, like, out of nowhere. Like, for, for me, like, personally, like, I always try to make spend as much time as I can, like, you know, with family and like parents and such, because you just truly never know. And it's just insane how it just like came like out of nowhere. And so it's that, so basically you would say like, it was just a complete like shock how you were blindsided by it. Is that right? Yeah. So, um, he actually had a couple of doctor's appointments that week. He had to get some kidney stones removed actually the following day. So the night he had the massive heart attack, the next morning he was supposed to go in for kidney stone removal. Right, yeah. And he just kept saying to my mom and to me, you know, I'm, I'm not going in. I'm not going to get those kidney stones removed. I'll be okay. I'm not going to see that doctor. And, um, hate to laugh at it, but you know, jokes on us. He really didn't go to that doctor. He instead went to heaven. So at the end of the day, you know, he really did not go to that doctor and he, he made sure of it. He was not going. Oh my 
I know I shouldn't be having this face, but it's like the way you're saying that. It's like he kept saying, I'm not going here. I'm not going here. And he didn't. He didn't go. He, he went somewhere. Going. He went somewhere else. And do you believe in like manifesting and such? Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's just, I feel like, and they also like another thing too, like be careful what you wish for. Mm -hmm. Even though I know how this weird sounds, like in a way he like kind of wished to not go to the doctor. Yeah, no, I guess you. He really and he got what he he, he kept he, manifesting. I'm not going. I'm not going. And at the end of the day, God had a different plan for him, and he again he wound up going to a different doctor down the road instead. <laughs> yeah. Um, were you? Do you have any feelings of like anger of what happened? Um, I'll be real with you. Anger in a sense that my father was taken too soon from me. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'll be real since then. I, the last time I actually went to church was for my dad's passing. I have not mm -hmm. walked into church since then. Mm -hmm. I refuse to go to a church until I'm fully able to go again, because at the yeah. end of the day, I know it's awful to say to be mad at God, but you know, we, it's all, a normal we, feeling. we can all have a right to be mad, whether it's at a friend, at a family member, or of course the big man upstairs. So yeah. I would say, yes, I do have still have some anger. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like when something like traumatic like that happens, you do go through, like you go through anger. Um, and then honestly, like it's completely normal to get really mad at God because like all these bad things happening and it's just, you kind of like wonder like, why was he taken so soon? And it's just like the thing with God is like, you just, we don't understand like his workings. Yeah, He we works in mysterious ways. Exactly my point. And this is just me like, you know, being in a positive note, maybe like, could you say that you, a lot of what you do today is for your father? Absolutely. Every so, day I wake up in the morning, I'd be a better person because of my dad. Exactly. So what would you say some things that you've like done to like change and grow? So the, um, the day my dad passed away, I was one semester into grad school and um, I almost dropped out because of my dad's passing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I took a step back. I took a week away from classes. All my professors were cool with it. And I sat back and I really said to myself, like, would my dad want this? Would mm -hmm. my dad want me to stop going to school and stop pursuing my dream I'd wanted to do for so long? Yeah. And at the end of the day, I can proudly say I graduated from the school I want to go to my entire life, Penn State. And I got my master's degree. And uh, truthfully, the only reason why I can say I proudly finished that school schooling was because that's what my dad would have wanted me to do that's one exactly. of the biggest things i could take away from my dad's passing and me growing another thing i would say that i took from that is my father always had a mindset that if you believe in something no matter how crazy it is no matter how many people think you're wrong stand up for it and believe in it yeah and to this day you are like i believe in anything <laughs> i say i wholeheartedly believe you in are and that's like one thing like i love about you is that you don't give a fuck about what people think about you like i'm gonna say it just like that he don't give a fuck literally your opinion on what you think of me is worthless like no that's like honestly i, I respect that because there's like a lot of things that actually I feel like what we've learned, I feel like what I've learned is that we actually agree on a lot of different things, but I feel like we agree on more than we disagree, but we like vote for different people. <laughs> we most certainly vote for different people. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, we both, you know, we respect each other's, you know, because our friendship is more important than politics. So, but honestly, like you're just the... The way the way your beliefs are, a lot of people would like be like, "Yo, fuck you." But 
because <laughs> yeah, of how because of how passionate you are about the <laughs> you know what I mean absolutely um most people would be like I'm not talking to you fuck off like and that's fine at the end of yeah the, at the end of the day the only person you truly need to impress is the person you're looking at in the mirror okay so exactly. as I was saying when I go into your room and I saw your big flag that I didn't agree with I'm like Ugh, but it's okay you know, he's my friend, and as long as he treats me right, that's okay. Even though we try to, like, well, we, we have a lot of conversations about it, too. But we don't have conversations where we end up, like, yelling at each other. One important thing I wish people would understand in life is everyone has an opinion. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you don't have to agree with it. Yeah. Just respect it. Yeah. You know, whether it's about politics, whether it's about life in general, whether it's about what you want to eat for dinner, whether it's what you're drinking with your with your dinner, you know? How dare you drink that water in front of me? But at the end of the day, you know, <laughs> we're all human. Are you, are you... And we need to take a step back and stop criticizing and mm -hmm. actually understand why people think the way they do, why people act the way they do. And saying it's really corny, but like until you actually walk a mile in someone's shoes, you really don't know what they're going. Didn't we just have this conversation like not that long ago? I'd say so. Look at his face. No, you can't look at his face. But like, if you saw, it, you know, you know what I'm talking Absolutely, about. Because you're saying something, you're kind of contradicting something, Joey. <laughs> I think you and I should have a podcast. Just talk. I'm talking. <laughs> I, um, okay, so after feeling that anger, what did you feel after that? Um, after the anger, um. One of the biggest things that I personally felt was, as I, as weird as it sounds, is closure. Like, I understand my dad passed two years ago, two mm -hmm. and a half years ago, like two and three months now. But, like, it didn't take me – I wouldn't say it didn't take me that long to fully get over his passing. But I found comfort knowing that, one, my father was in a better place due to his health. And that at the end of the day, he was no longer suffering anymore because – all we saw was the outside pain he felt and what he told us. We never knew what was mm -hmm. going on on the inside. Yeah. So he could feel, you know, see from what the 10, the pain he can be telling us is like a two or a three, but mm -hmm. inside it could have been an eight or a nine, but he yeah. can't really express that. Yeah. So knowing that he no longer felt that pain really helped me find the biggest piece of closure and know that he was finally at peace. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, yeah. So he seems like a person who just doesn't like to, well, not like, or, doesn't really talk much about what's going like on the inside pain wise as not as vocal. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I guess it is definitely a lot of comfort knowing that like he's out of that pain and you know, he's, I was going to say living best life, but he's not living his best life. I mean, he is. He's living his yeah. best life. Yeah. There you go. He's uh, with his mom and dad. He hasn't seen exactly. in a long time. Exactly. So okay. Yeah. And can you talk about other things like personal growth wise? Um, so you said college and what mm -hmm. else? Um, another big thing. Um, I would say since my dad's passing, like the first couple months, my mental health was complete shit. Um, I would, I would, I'll be honest, mm -hmm. I would cry a lot. I was very anxious. I'd lash out at my I mother. I've never seen you cry. I cry. I've seen you anxious. I, um, I would lash out at my mother for no reason whatsoever. Yeah. And you know, it still sucks. I still feel horrible that I would do that. But my mental health has grown significantly since then. Mm -hmm. I'd be lying if I said I don't get anxious or I don't get depressed anymore. Mm -hmm. But it's not a—it's not about my father. It's about different things. It's about, you know, when I wake up in the morning, one of the biggest things I get anxious about, truthfully, even though I say I don't care what people think of me, part of me still worries about what people think of me. And, you know, in mm -hmm. um, in grad school too, like I would literally change my outfit five times before I would walk out the door. Really? Absolutely. Just How do you have to dress? Just like... 
I would literally put on an outfit, look at myself in a mirror and say, nah, someone wouldn't think this is cool. So I changed. Really? Mm -hmm. I didn't think you were like that. Absolutely. Can you talk more about like, I felt like when I knew you in college, I felt like you were more anxious than, I don't know. I, I absolutely was. Um, I got di- I was diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder on yeah. January 1st, 2018. I love how you the exact date. Absolutely. On New Year's Day. Because I said to myself, you know, I, I need to figure out what's going on. I need to understand why I'm thinking the way I am. So I went to a doctor and got a test done and write that in there. You know, I was diagnosed with GAD. I was prescribed many different medications. Um, Zoloft, Lexapro, Xanax, just to name a few. Yeah. And um, I hated the way I felt on them. Yeah, that's horrible. It. Like I, I felt emotionless. Like I fail a test. Felt like a zombie. Literally, literally I felt like a walking zombie. Like I'd yeah. fail a test and I'd be like, all right, cool. <laughs> and I just throw the paper out and it's just anxious like, anymore just and, like, <laughs> and it's just like I don't want to feel that I want to feel emotion you want to feel like a human when you question for you like medication wise mm-hmm. um when you felt like a zombie I feel like when I what got on my medication I feel like it's normal to feel like a zombie in the beginning because your brain is like what the fuck is going on did you like how long were you on it before you're like fuck this I took it for a solid eight months Okay, then yeah, then that's and that's then good. I, I was gonna say, if it was like a month, then no, I would no, say you would have to wait a little I was, longer. I was taking it for a solid eight months, and I still felt like a zombie even after that. And that's when I said to myself, I'm done. I'm done. I'm not taking this crap anymore, and that's it. Yeah. One thing I really, really like to do, I know it sounds corny and all, but like I love square breathing, and I love yoga. Just like oh. 10 minutes of yoga a couple times a week. We should do week. yoga together. Yoga goes a very long way. It does. Because, like, it really conditions your breathing. And when yeah. you're anxious, you're having a panic attack, the number one thing you need to do to calm yourself is the breathing. Yeah. And certain yoga positions that you do makes it really not difficult to breathe. But, like, when you're in a certain position you're not normally in, the breathing is really difficult. Yeah. So by – and when you have an anxiety attack, you can't really – not that you can't breathe, but you're hyperventilating. You're breathing a lot faster. So by having that little bit of yoga in my background, it helps me with, one, composing myself, and, two – separating my breaths so that way if i am having a panic attack i can slowly get out of it because of my breathing and so forth and yeah and it's also just like learning like pretty much you're learning how to breathe exactly yeah i know no one really breathing is important that. i know you gotta breathe to stay alive but like the way you breathe is important yeah like literally if you breathe too much it's not good for your heart you breathe yeah. too little it's not good for your heart you gotta find that correct ratio to truly have that correct flow of oxygen going in and out in and out yeah and also i think too at the end of the day like your anxiety literally like like calming your brain is very important and i've been using um i've been using something called health vape like it's not sponsored i wish it was sponsored me that'd be great it's <laughs> called health vape and i actually have one over there i have an energy one though um and i had a soothing one. Oh my god it changed my life i need to buy another one it's pretty much a vape for like essential oils Okay. And it's like amazing. Honestly, I felt like super zen and I'm like, it helped me, especially like when I'm having like a really bad day. And I don't know, I just, I felt better. Like I felt healthier, like in, you know, upstairs. Um, it's called Health Vape. I'll check it out. Yeah, it's cool. Um, yeah. So I've been doing that and I'm sure what else I do for anxiety. Um, I don't feel like I even get that much anxiety like I used to. I just feel like, overcoming fears and just being like having a certain attitude in life has really been helpful mm. um, just- another big thing i like to do to help with my um with my anxiety um listening to music but like not with lyrics like find your favorite song 
and just listen to the instrumental version of it. Yeah. I think that's really, really music cool. I think I think there. that really helps a lot, you know. This thing um, called music therapy. Music therapy. It's a thing. I like it. Yeah. Another thing too, um, there's a one specific artist I like a lot. R.I.P. His name is Mac Miller. He mm. um he had a lot of mental health issues. Yeah. And a lot of his songs, especially his um most recent album, not his posthumous album, his most recent album that he put out before he passed, it's called Circles. It's mm-hmm. all about his anxiety, his depression, and pretty much how how he felt. Yeah. And I don't want to say I can completely relate to what he's saying mm-hmm. because no one can relate to anybody completely. Yeah. But the way he was talking, the way he described the pain he felt through his songs, I love I, listening I to that really, kind of music. I really vibed with it, and yeah. it, to this day, you know, it still helps me. And mm-hmm. I don't know. There's this one song. It's called 2009, and just the melody in it, the way he presents his fears, the monsters and demons inside of him. And the way he talks about how he overcomes it, like that's one song I truly say I listen to every single day. Really? I gotta listen to it. 2009 by Mac Miller. Gotta remind me, I gotta listen to it. Yeah, honestly, I music is pretty much what like saved my life kind of thing too, because without music, I I I mean I I don't know. I just feel like there's a lot more artists out there who are very open about their mental health and they put in their music and it just it truly helps so many people. I you, you know Juice World. R.I.P. Yeah, rapper. yeah, I love his music. I agree. He's Truly, a like really good artist. He's amazing when it comes to like me- like talking about his mental health on, but it's also just also just kind of like depressing too because knowing what happened to him, mm-hmm. and like listening to everything that he's saying in his songs and how he how much anxiety, how in deep depression he is, and like how he feels like he always gonna be on drugs to just feel okay, and then he he died from a drug overdose, right? Yep. And it's just so sad, like, hearing everything that he is going through. Like, was anybody, like, helping him? Like, I mean, we don't know, obviously. We don't know, like, where his life was. Obviously, we don't know him personally. But it's just so upsetting, like, hearing artists, like, speak about that, and then they're gone, and then, like... I think it's kind of ironic how there's rappers who just talk about having sex. Oh, yeah, like, big booty hoes and shit like that. (laughs) And, like, they're still alive, making money, and people love it. But then you have actual artists who... Mm -hmm actually spoke about causes and reasons and spoke out about certain things like mental health and the stigma behind it Mm -hmm. and they're no longer here it's so yeah it makes me just like it's kind of fucked up it is it's truly there's still have you ever heard of nf i haven't he's another one that's amazing he talks a lot about mental health he's still alive so (laughs) i gotta i'll show you nf um but yeah nf's great you know logic Absolutely logic. Yeah, he's the the, the suicide song. Mm-hmm. Um, he's still alive. I haven't listened to him lately. Has he? I don't even know if he's even posting. He um he remade one of his underground albums, but yeah. um he is coming out of retirement, which is awesome. Yeah. He actually, I'm almost positive that he's coming out with a new album in 2022. Okay. Um, another good another good artist too. Um, I know it's I know he talks a lot about like alcohol and partying too, but there are some songs that he has that is about life and anxiety. Post Malone. If you actually, if you actually yeah, I listen to his lyrics, his lyrics, yeah, it's a lot more than just the partying and the booze and staying up yeah. all night. You know, yeah. like he truly does. And like one of his song, his song "Paranoid." You know, he always he says, "A paranoid man makes paranoid plans." True. And this is it's interesting. It's really interesting how it works that way. Yeah, I've been really obsessed with you. Probably know if you watch my Instagram stories. I've been like obsessed with Nessa Barrett and Jaden. 
<laughs> I just, I don't know. I just, the music's good. And I just feel like, like the, it does talk about like mental health. It's kind of like, it's not like fully positive being like, okay, we're going to all be okay. It's kind of like a little dark, but it's a relatable mm-hmm. kind of situation. And like, I mean, there was a time of my life, like there's a song called Better Off Dead um, by Jaden. And the lyrics itself was kind of like dope. Like it was basically saying like, oh my God. Basically he was comparing mental health to weather. So he'd be like, oh gosh, I just, I wish I could remember the exact lyrics. But basically it was just saying like how he feels this and this and this. He's like, he feels like he can't get out of that funk. And he just feels like he's better off dead. So there was a time in my life, like now I feel my mental health is doing really good right now. But like about literally probably like two years ago, I was in that headspace and I had those thought, that thought process. But, and now I just like hear it. And I'm like, okay, I'm like, I still, it's, a, it's kind of a song where I still like jam to it mm-hmm. kind of thing. Even though the lyrics is just so like dark, but, um, and then also he has a song called Pray that one that was the first song i heard from him and that song i actually would like still like cry listening to it it's really good it's kind of weird though that you say that because mental health really is a lot like the weather it is one day you're, you're lyrics. one day you're all happy like the sun shining and then there's a day where you're all cloudy and rainy where you are upset and depressed and that's honestly a really good analogy because mental health really is like the weather yeah i'm gonna look up the lyrics because i want to show you it. it says here it's been cloudy with a chance of anxiety hold on oh yeah it's been cloudy with a chance of depression it broke my heart and i learned my lesson it's already over my head it's been cloudy with a chance of anxiety can't keep out the demons inside of me maybe i'm just yeah this right here that's how i felt like two years ago where it's just like i felt all of that like literally demons inside me that like and i'm just like all right well but no i'm good now but I, that's why I'm talking about it because <laughs> at the time I wasn't at the time I was just keeping to myself with everything. Um, but yeah, and honestly, like the song is bomb. Like it's so freaking good. Um, yeah, he's great. And then the song pray that he's done. I feel like, like turning to a music podcast. Pray lyrics are like, this one is actually, is kind of a little, like he talked, he basically, like, this was like his first one. I think that came out and he, pretty much puts like heaven only knows when I'm in hell. None of my friends can even tell that one hit home. That one hit home because there was a time in my life where I'm just like, I was in the dump and literally nobody noticed it. So I just went through it alone. It's crazy what a fake smile can do. Yeah. And I'm just apparently even like when I wasn't like all bubbly Justine, like people still want to notice it. And so I just, and that's where I'm just like, I was in that position and then the whole I pray to God let me die in my sleep like that is dark but people get to that point sometimes where they like literally pray like just take me like it's kind of like I'm too scared to kill myself so maybe God will take me and then like people are praying for it and they don't get it but then people who aren't like I know I'm kind of getting a little deep here but (laughs) but it's the truth though it is true and that song really like like the song is so freaking good and the the music video is amazing too because it shows like him as a ghost and how he sees basically i guess he he like dies he gets he commits suicide jump off a bridge and then like in the music video he can he's a ghost and he sees his family how they react to it and they're seeing that so that's when he's just like no i shouldn't be doing that like i have to live 
So the music video is fantastic. And I just love his music. And like Nessa Barrett, they're actually dating. They both make bomb music. <laughs> they're like literally like a power couple. Um, so yeah, music's great. Like honestly, like I wish I can sing. I have my love for music mainly because of my dad. When I was yeah. like, when I was younger, he would always play like old music, like the Beatles, the Rolling Stones, and to this day, you know, I I love the Beatles because of my father. There's many things in life I love because of my father: Beatles, music specifically, politics, Star mm-hmm. Wars. You know, um, at my at my dad's my dad's funeral, I um I said the eulogy and. I ended it with the Star Wars quote, which was, of course, may the force be with you. Yeah. Because, you know, I, I'm a huge Star Wars nerd because of my dad. I was maybe five or six years old, and I was just sitting down, and he looked at me, and he was like, want to watch Star Wars? <laughs> and I was like, okay. And I'm so glad I said okay, because Star Wars in itself truly is, it's not, not only is it a story, but it's about overcoming your fears and your demons inside, like Anakin Skywalker, for example. He had so many demons inside of him, so much built up anger. And I'm not going to ruin Star Wars for people. We all know who Anakin Skywalker is. Mm-hmm. But like he, throughout the movies, he re- found a way to cope with those demons and find a way to express himself without, I guess, I guess he did cause destruction. But he found a way to express himself in a way that he was able to find comfort with it. And that's another thing that I'm able to do because my dad, by showing me Star Wars, I'm able to express myself through ways that I find comfort. And that's through music, through yoga, through playing sports, through politics, through investing. And that's all certain things that I picked up because of my father. So thinking about it now, like the takeaway here, you've realized a lot since your father has been passing away. And and this has turned into a complete like transformation in your life. Do you agree? Absolutely. Yeah. He, he pretty much told me, stand up for what you believe in and don't give up fighting for it. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of the reason why I moved out to Florida. He wouldn't want me to stop living out my dream. And Mm -hmm. here I am, 25 years old, happy as can be, living out my dream. I know. You are. And I'm so happy for you. And I'm so happy that you're now in person with me now. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on my podcast and sharing your wisdom. And for all people listening, I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your day or morning or whatever and such um and stay tuned for the next clip i'll be talking about when next episode is going to be um definitely follow me on social media will be in the description if you want to follow joey i'll have it in there he may be on social media he may be not we'll find out but um but yeah thanks for listening all right so next week's episode we are going to be talking with the founder of the nonprofit start day one and let me tell you this conversation blew my mind his whole philosophy on mental health is very unique that of something i've never heard before so make sure you listen to next week's episode